0: At 7.43 now, one of the country's most beloved poets, Yun dong died young while imprisoned in Japan, only six months before Korea's liberation, for which he had yearned so much. His poem, Confession, written in 1942, illustrates the inner conflict and sadness of a troubled young man who's soon to register his new Japanese name before he goes to study in Japan. But for Yoon, writing poetry was his means of resisting the colonial reality. It was a dark time for many, and indeed the Korean name for this national holiday is Gwangbokjeol, meaning the restoration of light. Professor Mark Caprio from the Department of Intercultural Communication at Rikyo University in Tokyo authored the book Japanese Assimilation Policies in Colonial Korea, 1910-45, to and joins us for further discussion. Good morning to you. Good morning, How would you characterize uh, or define Japan's assimilation policy in Korea during that colonial era?
1: Well, it's um, very similar to the the French and the German assimilation policies in countries or territories that were at its peripheral areas. Um, A lot of uh, rhetoric about Koreans becoming Japanese and all this, but if you look at the practice, like I tried to do in my book, uh, you don't see much advancement towards that. And so I think when the, the Koreans um, talk about the Japanese trying to erase Korean culture, uh, maybe over time, 50 to 100 years, maybe a couple of centuries even, that might have happened. But uh, you don't see much uh, practical advancement towards that goal, except during the, the wartime years, 1937 and, and, and on, where they, uh, they really uh, tried to accelerate the, the process um, without much success, I don't think.
0: What sources would you refer to um, as, as being the best, really, to get an idea of what life was really like then during that era? Because we, we do hear frequently some some horrific accounts, including from foreign eyewitnesses, of some of the Japanese practices during that time.
1: Oh, yeah, well, the, the, the March 1st movement, of course, was horrific, what was happening then. Uh, actually, there isn't, at least in English, there isn't many um, uh, uh, sources where they talk well, they record the people's voices, uh, probably more in Korean, uh, and uh, maybe some in Japanese, but the newspapers recorded this, the Tonga Irbo and the Chongang Irbo, things like that, recorded that. But uh, I don't think there's been much uh, research in that area, uh, um, at least when I was doing my research.
0: What about um, a figure like Frederick Arthur McKenzie, um, as, as someone who wrote about both Korea and Japan? Oh, yeah, the early like colonial period. period. It's
1: the 1920s, right? I don't think he was... I, don't, not,
0: well, I mean, he had his book much earlier, The Tragedy of Korea, published right. in 1908, for example. Um, right. but, but, you know, as I said, when you read something like that, you see stories of... I mean, yeah, even before yeah. talking about um, changing your name, for example, just, just the treatment of young girls, for example, is it, pretty shocking.
1: Yes, yeah, so those books, but those were before the colonial period, of course. Once the you get articles in the newspapers and magazines uh, every once in a while. Um, actually, in the Congressional Record in the, uh, the, of the United States, there's a very good account of what the Japanese were doing during the March First Movement, uh, particularly the the uh, the church that they burned down in Suwon with uh, people inside. Um, uh, there's a good account there. But uh, you don't get many McKenzie-type reports uh, after that, uh, just because probably censorship and things like that.
0: Yeah, I mean, after the March 1st movement that you're describing, to directly quote McKenzie uh, at the founding ceremony of the League of Friends of Korea in late October 1920 in London, he said, the fulfillment of the wish of the Koreans i.e. independence, will not only be beneficial to the Korean people, but also to Japan, that the Japanese have driven the Koreans under a slave system and stolen land, property, and general freedoms in order to use their assimilation policy, and moreover, all sorts of evil measures to get rid of Korea's Christian churches, is backed by the convincing evidence of 105 people. What's it like when you uh, address these kinds of accounts in Japan today, uh, is it um, a period of history that is is as it's sometimes portrayed here that's ignored by people there? Uh, is it a source of shame? Is it a source of defiance? What's your view on that?
1: Well, generally, in, in you know, I've taught on this in my, at Rikyo, and uh, the comments I get back from students is that uh, they're you know they didn't know anything about this period, uh, and they're. There were, some are glad to hear about it, of course, there's some that uh resisted they bring up the uh the right wing um claims that there were no comfort women, things like this, um, which are ridiculous um, but uh for the most part, I think uh Japanese students are interested they come to the class because they were challenged by a Korean or a Chinese about this history um the other side there's actually two uh at least two camps on this. The, uh, the researchers generally are, are sympathetic towards the Japanese. I mean, sorry, the Koreans. Uh, whereas the right wing is are the with, with the loudest voices are the ones that uh, resist any any uh, what they call revisionist history, where uh, that shows the Japanese doing something wrong in Korea. Um, so I think it's a very very mixed uh, uh, opinions on this period here in Japan. Uh, um, at least from my perspective.
0: Another area that many people from any country can recognize as being a a kind of symbol of this colonial rule was when the marathon runner, Swan Ki-chung, was uh, forced to run for the Empire of Japan, actually won the gold medal at the 1936 Summer Olympics, and has become an absolutely legendary figure here. Uh, Does that... I mean, what does that tell us um, about the the assimilation policies, uh, of, of Japan, especially when, you know, he had to compete under the name Son Kitei. Um, and, 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 I and actually had refused to acknowledge the Japanese anthem while it was played during his award ceremony.
1: Yeah. Um, I, I, there's a, I mean, under those circumstances, I guess if you wanted to be in the Olympics, you had one choice. Now it's to join the Japanese Olympic team. Um, and you could, it was a, uh, a platform where I guess you could show your resistance, uh, um, if you won like he did. Um, but uh, that was the reality of the situation. And um, uh, I don't know if it's anything to do with assimilation policy, policy, uh, but he just, he was just actually, well, the, the bronze medal as well was won by a Korean too. Uh, so I don't think, I don't know how to answer that be, other than to say that uh, He wanted to run, he wanted to compete, and uh, he competed, he won, and and he was able to use his platform to to show the world that uh, Koreans were against this policy.
0: And not just him, but the Donga Elbon newspaper famously published a photograph of Son at the medal ceremony by altering the image, removing the Japanese flag, which is understood... To have really upset the Governor-General of Korea at the time, Minami Jiru. Um, oh,
1: yeah, understandably so, I guess.
0: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but well, several people were arrested from the newspaper or connected to the newspaper, sure. and it was suspended for nine months. Sure. Is, is, sure. is that another glimpse of the kind of resistance and response to resistance?
1: Well, the Tonga Yirubo was famous for that, For uh, if you read it um, it's, throughout its history, that and the Tonga Yirubo uh, were very famous for resi- using ways to, uh, subtle ways in most cases, to uh, show their uh, their uh, views on Japanese uh, rule over Korea. And so um, it, it comes to no surprise that they would do something. They were suspended a couple of times for similar actions throughout the, what, 20 years or so that they were in existence during the colonial period.
0: So, I mean, I've pointed out some of the examples that we have available widely to us in in any language, uh, and including the example even just before the official colonial era, which no doubt would have fueled anti-Japanese sentiment here. Yeah. But um, what would you say to Korean critics who would say you know it's just not the case that Japan didn't wholeheartedly try to assimilate the population here.
1: Well that's uh, uh that's true with I think assimilation policy in general that uh, uh there's a lot of rhetoric the French and the Germans also the Germans in Alsace and Lorraine the French in and uh, and uh Vietnam and um uh Algeria uh, there's a lot of rhetoric about what they wanted to do and there was actually the French actually had a list of qualifications for Algerians if they wanted to assimilate. Um, but when it comes down to it, there was, there was no positive well, advancement towards that goal. And in certain cases, when the Koreans uh, actually said, you know, we're Japanese, just like you, the Japanese turned around and said, no, you're not, you're Korean, and, and that's that. Uh, you mentioned the name-changing policy. Um, there's an excellent book by Mizuno Naoki here at Kyoto University uh, who who showed that the yeah the, the the form of the names may have become more like the Japanese but the the police especially uh were animate about this uh being able to identify who the Koreans were and and who the Japanese were by their names and so the kanji the hanja that they used uh sort of uh, indicated which uh, ethnic group they were a member of and so even that even that was uh didn't really advance assimilation like some people hoped it would
0: colonial eras around the world have uh, have been associated with decades if not more than decades of pain afterwards and, and we're still living through yeah. that today we have live, this is within living memory yeah but but another source of pain is collaboration and that's right. actually another parallel with with the european experience that you're referring to before how does that complicate matters when you're assessing that period
1: um well there's always going to be people who uh who assist the occup- occupiers of Korea was uh part of well uh occupied by Japan for 35 years but even China which was occupied parts of China occupied for uh less than a decade 5 years or so had people who were uh uh taking advantage of the si- situation and uh, uh cooperating with the with the enemy and so you're always going to get it um I think the problem is more of what happened after uh and the the fact that the Koreans weren't able to uh, clean up this, this problem is still a problem today, isn't
0: it? Well, when we talk about the problem today as well, uh, a lot of it focuses on the so-called comfort women issue. And right. yesterday, President Moon Jae-in said he doesn't think there's a diplomatic solution. Although Japan would say straight away that uh, there was a 2015 deal that was agreed by the South Korean government. Um, considering the victims themselves in a number of cases are still upset yeah. with this situation. What, what would you say is the way objectively of resolving it?
1: Well, the the way objectively is to for the government, of course, Japan, to admit that they were uh, whether they uh, in Tokyo they condone this activity or this military, which is obviously a part of the government as well, um, and just uh, try to you know work towards uh, solution for at least those who are uh, uh, remain alive, and then for the memory not to die here in, in Japan as well. Uh, the unfortunate thing is that if Abe or the any government. Work towards that. Uh, I think there would be uh, mass rebellion within his party, and uh, the right wing would take to the streets, and it would become a mess here. So he's got this—he sort of his political future is based on the uh, the idea that we have to resist this. Any any apologies it's, towards Koreans,
0: Professor Capria? Thank you for outlining the view from there on that as well. It's great to have you with us on the line.
1: Yeah, thank you.